Some of the world's greatest stories are told through song. We tell the stories about those who give us these songs. Not all the songs are great, but God damn do these guys make it interesting. You are now listening to Voluble Radio Podcast. With the, the dollar sign as. I heard that the um, a teacher told me this, so it could be false because I didn't Google it. Mm-hmm. But um, that this dollar sign is uh, was a U and an S. Mm-hmm. And it was like in the U was in the S. And that's what it was until eventually it got rid of the bottom curve of the U. So that was what the U.S. is. The way I heard it was something about the conquistadors and silver. Oh, my God. Yeah, and that it was <laughs> S for silver and that... The one pillar of silver was in the in this side of the world, and the other pillar was on the other side. It's so weird why we use like other country things in mm-hmm. our own, like the pyramid. Like, yeah. Why is that on our George bill? Washington Monument is in it's, Egypt. Yeah, yeah it's like creepy. what is why? Why are we all that France was the fucking is the Statue of Liberty? This is for Colombia. Like, what is that? Yeah. Why are we talking about Colombia and something so American-y like? Not, well, it's not Colombia, Colombia. It's what like, is it? Like Columbus, Colombia. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I always thought like Colombia. And I'm like, what is this shit no, going no, no, on? No, no, no. That's Colombia. Colombia. Maybe since there was a Colombia first, we shouldn't have called it that then. <laughs> I do. <dude. laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Uh, good one today, right, dude? I hope so. Yeah, I hope so too, dude. Richie, what do you think? You 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 think we're gonna have, <laughs> have a good show? <laughs> now, Rage uh, Rage Against the Machine. They're good fucking musicians, man. Or well, I like. I mean, Tom Morello is a really good musician, right? Yeah, um, yeah, he's definitely the best musician out of all of them. Mm-hmm. The drummer and was it uh, Brad Wilk and Tim Comerford? Comerford. Comerford. Mm-hmm. Um, they're okay. They're fine. Yeah, they're guys that play instruments fine. Yeah, but Tom Morello is just the backbone of that band. They wouldn't be what they were without him. Brad Wilk could be like a pre-programmed drummer yeah. on um, GarageBand. GarageBand. <laughs> yeah, you scroll over to the Brad guy. <laughs> <laughs> like generic drumming. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, Tim C is a. I like Tim C's bass tone. I think he's got good tone. Yeah, tone's bass. good. You know, I love uh, Township Rebellion. That sound mm-hmm. is that him doing that? I think so. That's a fun. Could be Tom that's Morello. A fun sound. Too. That's what I'm thinking because it's yeah. such a different kind of thing. Because Tom but, Morello's um, big effect was he had uh, like an octave something, octave pedal. That's what it was. Doctor Octagon. Doctor Octagon pedal, <laughs> and it made it sound like Doctor Octopus's arms. What are we talking about? <laughs> no, Doctor. Uh, Jesus Christ, you got me so fucked up. An octave, an octave pella, a pedal, which pedal <laughs> put. Oct- <laughs> you know what? Podcast over. Podcast over. Um, what the octave pedal did was it gave it kind of like that violiny sound that he had in yeah. his guitar, or he can make it go all the way down to bass. You know what I mean? It's uh, it's it's definitely awesome. Yeah, his effects were so cool. They were fucking amazing when I first heard it. I'm like, what the fuck am I, am I listening to? I heard my brother listening to it, mm. and I thought it was like rap, and I was like, what the hell is he just listening to straight up rap now? Right. And I heard it, and I was like, oh, what is this? And he explained 
he's like, I don't fucking know what it is, but it's awesome. <laughs> but it's really good. <laughs> and he made me listen to it. I was like, holy fuck, you're right. That was my impression of Rage Against the Machine, too. It was, I didn't know what it was at first. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if it was rap. I didn't know if it was metal. I didn't know, and still don't know what any of it is. Yeah. And Because uh, it's a little bit punk rock. It's punk. It's metal. It's rock. It's rap. It's, it's fucking rap. everywhere. Kind of arty, you know? Now, would you consider them new metal? Mm. Because some people do. Right. Some people don't. So here's my thing with new metal. New metal, I feel like you need to have a DJ. Well, Corn is considered the godfathers of new metal. Mm-hmm. They don't have a DJ. They don't have a DJ. No, never did. Interesting. The first sampling they ever even used on a track at all was in 2016 mm-hmm. uh, on this Serenity of Suffering. There's a track towards the end, and it's the first time they ever used a scratch in a Corn song. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that about Corn. I thought yeah. they had at least one or two samples. Nope. Interesting. Huh. So I guess maybe Rage would be. You know, they had the rap. They had. I wouldn't. I don't know. They weren't metal, though. They were kind of like funky. Yeah, they weren't metal. They were more punk, I feel. Mm -hmm. And uh, not many new metal bands have um, like a political angle. Yeah, they were kind of like the head PE of their time. Is head PE PE considered new metal? Absolutely. They had DJs. Fuck. Rapping and Maybe they're they political, were. but they're even stu- they're even dumber than Rage. Like knowing their <laughs> stuff, they just don't know what the fuck. Yeah. Like nine eleven, who knows what did it? Was it the aliens? I don't know. Let's smoke our joint. That's a head PE song. <laughs> yeah, and that- fuck up bitches titties. <laughs> not a, not not the same message as Rage. No. I would say it's still the same Rage, but just it goes. It's more. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it goes a little. It goes a little over the cliff. I would yeah. Say, yeah. Uh, we were talking to... They talk about more real stuff. We we were both agreeing before the show that Evil Empire is probably, like, the best album. That's my favorite. That's my I favorite, see too. see the self-titled still being... That one's still amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I like the... Uh, the color scheme, the artwork, yeah. the fact that the CD itself was a black, black and white. white. Yeah. I thought that was really, really cool. It was, uh... It was the first one that I known from when it came out. Mm-hmm. Like, I only heard of... I got into them, uh... Right before then, right when I first heard it, and mm-hmm. so when this came out, it was at least current, so I knew when the singles were on. I'm like, oh yeah, this is now. That's how it was for me too. I actually thought that that CD was their like first CD mm. when it first came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Um, like going back and watching like the video for People of the Sun, which is the black and white video. People of the Sun are bulls on parade. They probably both are. There was one where they're playing in the room and just showing uh, like basically old footage of the Native Americans. I think getting. That's People of the Sun. No, that's Bulls on Parade. Uh, no, Bulls on Parade is like who laughs last, and it's that. Uh, oh, right, right, right. Like just right. pictures and stuff, and it's like people climbing up with red flags. Yeah, like red a, and black flags, yeah, I believe. Stuff like yeah, that. Mm-hmm. I do remember that. And uh, but just going back and watching those videos, I can remember when Evil Empire came out, mm-hmm. and that was like one of the first CDs. Like uh, I got like allowance money that I saved to go buy. Oh, yeah, right, and. It was like that time when chain wallets just stopped being cool. <laughs> that was when I got into chain oh, wallets. Oh no, <laughs> that was where where I grew up. That was like when chain wallets just started like being like, yeah, this isn't that cool. I went anymore. to Catholic school, so everyone was like, oh, look at this, he's a badass. Nineteen ninety six, and he yeah, just ni- got a chain 90, wallet. Ninety six was probably the cusp, I would say, yeah. if anything, you know. And yeah, I just. That CD just like blew me away when I listened to it. I didn't even understand the politics in it. I still don't. I, I have no idea. I just listen to it because I like the way it sounds. I, dude, I don't. The way it I'm, sounds is amazing. I'm the yeah. worst with lyrics. Any lyrics, someone's like, oh, did you hear the lyrics of that song? I'm like, no, I didn't. I love the song. I couldn't tell you one lyric from it. I don't know why. I'm just bad with lyrics. 
I listen to music, I guess, more. Yeah. And um, well, so. with rage, you want to be that way. I feel <laughs> that's well, just me personally. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. Uh, I liked it because my parents hated it. They didn't mm-hmm. care about any music like Manson and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't give a shit. And, like this is stupid. Yeah, go buy it. Yeah, anti-religious. But they were fine. Anti-religious. They didn't give a shit about. You even went to Catholic school and they didn't care. Mm-hmm. But rage for some reason they just hated them and right. <laughs> politics and everything. So I only liked it more because when your parents hate it when you're that age, you're like. Fuck yeah. Well, so I'd like hang like upside down flags and stuff in my room. <laughs> oh, you're <laughs> such a poser. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I didn't know what the fuck it stood for. I just thought yeah. it was cool because Rage did it. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah, my parents did not like that. Although the one thing they loved was uh, my mom loved the picture of the nuns with guns. Mm-hmm. There was a poster of that. So she allowed me to have that. But any other Rage shit, she hated. Yeah, yeah. Just because I guess their political views. I, I mean, they had like a lot. It, before like every concert, it seemed Zach Taylor Roca. Would just say a real quick "fuck you, America" speech and, <laughs> yeah. and start playing music. So, in that sense, I'm like, that's fucking phenomenal marketing. Oh yeah, you know what I mean? Like they had the uh, the best name for a band. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and they it, the best gimmick to come with it. For yeah, even though that's anti everything they're about, mm-hmm. they had the best of it. Um, I remember it's like that a Bill Hicks joke where he's talking about oh he's going for that anti. Uh, the anti-marketing anti-marketing angle. angle. I am like, not trying to fucking do that. That's the <laughs> angle. That's getting a lot of yeah. money now. Oh, the fuck you angle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly what that is. I feel with them. Yeah, I and I even when I was a kid, I felt Rage Against the Machine sold out. At, at, like when the Godzilla song came out, <laughs> you know, he makes fun of the Godzilla uh, movie though in the song, which I thought was funny. W- 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 uh, just for the audience that don't know, what it, so what's the lyric? It's uh, I don't know the exact lyrics. It's like. Uh, like paraphrasing, what would you say? Something it is? about Taco Bell uh-huh. and Godzilla and buying the movie. I <laughs> uh, you look up the Godzilla lyrics, right? And it's like, okay, you guys are political. No shelter. No shelter. Yeah, you guys are political. And okay, fine. Your message is against Taco Bell and the movie or whatever, <laughs> right? But you're taking the money from it. But you're taking the money for it. So, like, how are you going to justify this? It's just like Godzilla is the USA man, <laughs> and Matthew Broderick's like. The oppressed people, man. <laughs> like, get the fuck out of here. Like, how? It doesn't matter. Doing the research, I felt that there were more excuses as to why they were real to their politics than them specifically explaining what their politics were. <laughs> yeah. To, to this day, I don't know what their politics are. Yeah. And I know uh, Zapatistas. He's all about them. Right, right. I don't know what the fuck a Zapatista is, but I know, mm-hmm. you know, they're an oppressed people, I guess. Yeah, they uh, were kind of the movement that came out of the Mexican revolution thing where Mexico was oppressing these people. And there was something weird in there too. Cause the USA has interest in the Mexican government doing certain things. Mm-hmm. And it's so they can get resources and corporations can keep moving. Uh, we're going to try to keep politics out of this as much as possible, <laughs> uh, but well, it's going to be hard. Yeah. Which is going to be difficult. Uh, and then, yeah. So I felt like they sold out with Godzilla. And then I remember also, at this point, Tim C. was rocking that permanent T-shirt. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was a weird tattoo. That just black, yeah. like, armor. Yeah. I'm like, okay, dude. That's a little strange. And uh, Tim C., too, uh, just to touch on him, he's, like, the conspiracy theorist. Of the guy. He seems like yeah, it. He's yeah. kind of, like, annoying, too. Like, always... Uh, he kind of hates Limp Bizkit a lot. <laughs> he's always yeah. talking shit about them, and, yeah. which is funny. Who doesn't? But... He needs to calm down. You're enraged. You don't need to be thinking about Limp Bizkit anymore. You don't need to give your views about them. No one cares about them. 
Like, uh, you know how we sometimes look up conspiracy theories on bands just to see if there's one out there? Yeah. So I typed in Rage Against the Machine conspiracy theory, mm. and the only thing that comes up is just like, Wacky Tim C thinks that <laughs> ISIS doesn't exist, and Wacky Tim C is Flat Earth Society. I wonder why Rage broke up. Yeah. I don't know if he was Cough, flat- cough, Tim C. <laughs> I have theories about why they broke up, but... <laughs> I just, is it him? <laughs> Tim C... And is, his dumb things? He just looks kind of just dopey. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, he looks like he'd be in Limp Bizkit. Like, I don't know what his big deal is. Yeah. I think we said this already. He's an okay bass player. He's, He's fine. Not, yeah, he does okay. Um, so, yeah, I would say that overall I always love their music, their politics. I don't like, – like we've been saying, I, I don't think I really even ever got their politics. I didn't really understand it. I just knew they were angry, and that's all I cared about. Yeah, I didn't too. care about what. I'm like, yeah, I'm angry too. I'm probably guilty. I'm 12 years old. Fuck the government. I don't know. What the fuck? Like, you hanging the flag upside down in your room or whatever. <laughs> I probably repeated some of their slogans and stuff like mm-hmm. that, you know? But, I mean, if you if you like the band, who didn't repeat their slogans? Exactly. Who their lyrics. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I feel like, like, just on their lyrics, too, um, if they didn't get into doing rock music, they probably could have sold, like, mouse pads or bumper <laughs> stickers or something. I mean, there has been. There's They're on everything. I've... Like uh, the flags that said Rage Against the Machine right. and uh, like their picture, not even like the logo or anything, just like a poster of them and like shirts and shit. So like I could see Fuck You, Don't Do What You Tell Me on a uh, shirt hanging up in Spencer Gifts somewhere. Yeah, exactly. You know? um, so like and, you know, I don't necessarily even care about a band's politics so long as the music's good, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? So even... Though I might not agree with everything that they think or say, I do respect them as musicians, and I think they're really cool. Uh, and at least they're saying what they feel, whether or not, whatever it is. True. It's, it's, <laughs> whatever, whatever it is. They're wearing it on their sleeves, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that brings me to, to like, the, my theory about just, well, I, I just feel bad for political bands in general. You know what I mean? Because it just can't be fun to be in a political yeah, band. Yeah, you're constantly... <laughs> Every song's got to be about that. Like, you'll never hear Rage just talking about something else. Almost. Right. Like, like, all right, what else? You have to have something different than that. Is that literally all you're thinking about all the time? Like, is your political thing? That's got to be just tiring. Just to give Tire a, me. A, a good example, right? So the band Anti-Flag, right? Yeah. Very political band. Uh, they were sponsored by Fireball at one point in their career. And now, if the three of us were still in a band and we got fi- sponsored by Fireball, we'd be like, fuck yeah, dude, yeah. Fireball. But, but we'd also kind of feel, yeah, I'd feel a little sellouty. Especially when you're anti-flag. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Anti-flag's just like, well, whatever. We can't get our message out unless you're drinking fucking, you <laughs> this know. This poison. This poison. This cinnamon-flavored gasoline, <laughs> you know. Oh, let's do an episode on them fucks. Uh, yeah, I kind of want to. People... Uh, associate of ours said that he saw anti-flag and um what's it called that uh i think he went to go see against me and the people that came for against me all turned their backs to anti-flag because <laughs> they had fireball fucking posters on their fucking <laughs> shit yeah fucking bad dude um, badass i mean and even though i like rage's music they're kind of like a political boy band <laughs> Right? Yeah. Like, you got Zach, and he's kind of like a mix between Bob Marley and, like, the hardcore scene and, like, that Chicano art pop or hip-hop thing. Looks like he just wants to be Jonathan Davis to me, but. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit, maybe. (laughs) Um, And then you got, uh, you know, Tom Morello, who I watched an interview where he likened himself to Obama. He's like, yeah, I'm half Kenyan, and uh, Obama's (laughs) half Kenyan, and, you know. 
Makes one full Kenyan. <laughs> yeah, right. And then you got um, the guy with the tattoo shirt. <laughs> and then you got Brad. Brad Wilk is uh, just the Polish guy. I saw that he's got Polish heritage. I'm like, oh, so you're just the Polish guy in the band. He's just there. He's just there. He goes, I'm going to contribute nothing but have a good time. Yeah. Hey, guys, you mind if I just throw garage bands on? I just go. <laughs> um, and. Yeah, I also felt like they came out at the peak of, like, Public Enemy's career. So they kind of rode the wave of that whole, like, political hip-hop thing. Yeah. You feel yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, I could saying? see that for sure. Um, they were always cool with them, though, Public Enemy. They were tight with them, right? I think so, yeah, because, I mean, they're doing the Prophets of Rage now. Prophets. <laughs> Cha-ching, Prophets. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> where, uh, it's too fucking good. Uh, yeah, and they, also their album drops at a time, like, around the L.A. Riots like 92 yeah right so they come out at this right time metal 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 <laughs> uh punk metal and rap are all starting to become mainstream yeah right um and it's just a amalgamation of all these different things political rap and metal and punk rock it's just the perfect mix of everything um and i just feel like the music the music was just basically angry music marketed at angry gen xers and millennials absolutely that are just angry at general problems. Just angry, yeah, yeah. life. Let's uh, just all turn that to profit. Their politics in general are just very general. They're just broad marketed politics, and they, I find a lot of times, just conflict the, uh, like with the other side. You know oh, yeah, what I mean? Like I said, I have no idea politically what they're still even about. Yeah. And I don't give no fuck. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, so then, I, I mean, I guess the story of Rage Against the Machine is really the story of Zach and Tom. Better turn the bass up on this one. <laughs> Richie, get the bass up. <laughs> Thanks, bud. Thank you, bud. Um, <laughs> yeah. The impression that I got from Tom was he was the business guy, mm. where Zach was more of the artist guy. Yeah, makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, Tom... Um, well, actually, Zach, I watched this uh, Japanese interview that he did. What is Zach, uh, He's ethnically? half Mexican. All right. And half, I think, like, Irish-German. All right. Because I never knew what he was. Like, yeah. It could be literally anything. Yeah. Yeah, not knowing what it was just kind of added to their, like, nuance. Like, oh, what is this guy? Mm-hmm. What is he saying? Like, is he... It's... I don't know. I, I thought it was cool that you couldn't tell what he was. Yeah, because he had the dreads and everything, yeah, too. Like, could he be black? Could he be Spanish? Yeah, be, and that just mm-hmm. only added to the mystery, I guess. Yeah. And it made it cooler for me, I feel. I mean, in one sense, they did just turn people on to just ideas maybe they wouldn't have thought about yeah maybe they're just all everything like uh yeah maybe that's better that they're just broad about their political beliefs and like hey just have different ones yeah yeah, get into other stuff here's a bunch of different things we feel Mm -hmm. you could open your horizons maybe yeah so maybe give them that at least yeah i in that in that sense i could be like okay then you guys are they actually were the first ones to get me to start thinking like that i'll give you interesting out of the box because i was like oh my parents don't like this Uh, let me think of oh they are saying stuff in their videos like Mm -hmm. that is fucked up Right, right, right. The, the facts that they're flashing on the screen or whatever the fuck. I totally agree with you. So. Yeah. I, I just feel like, um, it's yeah, like the whole thing, like you being tied to your politics at all times has to wear you down. I feel yeah. like that kind of broke the band up eventually. Yeah. Because I watched this interview with Zach, and it's like the Japanese interview. And I'll post a link on the website, but he really seemed like uptight when they were talking politics. He almost had this thing about him where he had, like, ten memorized facts to why America sucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
And he, once they get into it, he's kind of just like, oh, uh, he starts freaking out because he doesn't know, maybe. Well, he just is like, oh. Uh, and then the other thing is, yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> he's like very like trying to be intimidating. But you could see him like look away and he has to memorize a, a fact. Yeah, yeah. But then when the conversation turns to music, he, his shoulders relax. His face like kind of brightens up a little bit. And you could tell how much he really loves music. And I'm like, oh, I almost like feel bad. I'm like, you probably at some point want to be political. Yeah. But you also probably want to write a love song. Or or anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You want to probably song, branch anything. out. Yeah. And now you are part of this like political thing. I, and I feel like in a way that kind of broke the band up a little bit. Well, I can see that. Does he do that on any? I haven't listened to any of the Lion. Um, he, a little bit. A he little bit. But, get... but he also like, I don't know. He does a lot of like clever... I'll give it to Zach. He's I don't agree with all of his politics, mm. but he's very clever in the way he writes about Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. You know, yellow ribbon instead of a swastika. Yeah, that's a great line. You know, that's a very interesting lyric, you know. And whether you uh, are mad at him for that line or you agree with him, it makes you listen a little yep. bit to what he's trying to say. Because I remember, yeah, back when they had all the yellow ribbons on the trees and shit back in the early 90s mm-hmm. for – that. Yeah, and then we had them on our trees, and I was like, "Oh yeah, we have them on yeah. ours." Yellow ribbons, yellow ribbons, and then I heard that, and I was like, "Holy <laughs> shit!" Yeah, and that also kind of got me thinking. I was like, "Maybe my parents are feeding me bullshit." <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> so they, they also did do that. That is pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, and then on the other hand, you got Tom, and Tom Morello is kind of flashy, um, like guitar wise, or just guitar like wise with all his effects. Physically, too. Really? Like, I was watching some performances where he's, like, got his shirt off and he's doing a little <laughs> high guitar spinning around. <laughs> yeah, he hides it. It's like Beatles up in his yeah. chest. Yeah, he plays, like, George Harrison or something. Like, <laughs> it's really interesting. Um, and, you know, he always – Tom, again, always has, like, a two-minute speech kind of prepared for any occasion. All right. Uh, he was on Bill Maher and preaching about anarchy <laughs> and bill maher kind of shuts him down but then feels bad for him and is like no 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 well here you go this oh. is how you could get your way out of what you just said kinda. remember he's in made too in made that movie made with the uh john favreau and he's in that <laughs> yeah he's getting a lap dance in the beginning oh shit by uh john favreau's girlfriend or whatever that's really funny i didn't realize that <laughs> i think he gets in a fight or something I, I haven't seen the movie in a while but i remember he's in it and he also does like that Woody Guthrie thing where Woody Guthrie was like this folk singer. And no he, idea. And he used to uh, paint uh, this fas- this machine kills fascists on his like little mm. acoustic guitar where he would play like these like. That's uh, punk rock. Yeah, exactly. Like folky ass music. <laughs> and then, yeah. And Tom Morello does like takes a page out of that book, you know. Yeah, yeah. He does write his messages on it. Or wear them on like a baseball cap or something like that. Kami. I <laughs> love that hat. <laughs> I didn't know what a commie was when yeah. it was like. All I knew is my dad called them all hippies. <laughs> <laughs> Yet I still don't know what a commie is, technically, I guess. But, uh, yeah, so Zach was born in uh, Long Beach in 1970, mm. and which is like the same place Snoop Dogg, Sublime is from. Uh, I believe Warren G is from that area. And his father was Robert well, – his father was Robert – I think it's Beto. Robert Beto. Beto. Robert Beto de la Roca. All right. Is it Rocha or Roca? I've heard it pronounced both And that's of the de la? De la, yeah. De, de la Roca. Roca or whatever. Rich, can you look up what Roca means in English? Um, and – Because sometimes I see it's not – um, capitalized, which is, I didn't know if it was always when it was written. De La. I seen it also, uh, D-E-L-A, all is one word, too. And I'm like, no, I always remembered it. De La, La Roca, Roca yeah. yeah. Of the... Roca. Roca. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, but his of the Roca and Roll. <laughs> oh, there we go. There's the conspiracy. Rock and Roll Gangster. And uh, so his father was a of the Rock. What? Zack of the Rock? Get the fuck out of here. That is some government psyop plant bullshit. <laughs> what? It's por- it's of Portuguese or- origin? Wow, that's mm. really fucking interesting. That's really interesting. But his father um, uh, was part of this art collective uh, of Chic- Chicano art. And it was like, it's it's actually really cool art. I, I'll put a link to some pictures. It's like uh, Lady Guadalupe holding her tits and shit. <laughs> Big <laughs> yeah, old titties with like neck tattoos on her. Yeah, that's what it is. Marilyn Monroe all tatted up with like a Uzi. <laughs> I like that Chicano art. Yeah, it's cool, right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um... <laughs> but uh, he was like, this art collective was part of the first to get put in like the L.A. County Museum. Mm. Right? And... Uh, his grandfather fought in the Mexican Revolution, like we were saying before, and then eventually moved to the U.S. All right. And 1970s newscaster over here. <laughs> his parents divorced when he was like six, and then the mother moved him and her up, obviously her too. That's where the rage comes from. To Irv- Irvine, where she got her Ph.D. in anthropology. And so he met Rage bassist Tim C. back when uh, his shirts weren't on him permanently. <laughs> he could take off his... Yeah, he could take his shirt off and he had skin underneath it. <laughs> uh, and, in el- and they met in elementary school. And they basically grew up playing music together uh, and, and were briefly in a band before Zach joined the hardcore band Inside Out. All right. Did you ever listen to Inside Out? I've heard some stuff of him, yeah. It's okay. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's... His scream, again, is fucking awesome. Yeah, man. other than that, the so music is whatever. It is, yeah, it is kind of whatever. Uh, and then Inside Out signed with Revelations Records in 1990. All right. All right, but then just real quick, getting to Tom Morello. <laughs> I, saw, I, I wrote this down yesterday because I saw this interview with Jesse Ventura. Where he called Tom Morello his hero. I'm like, ah, oh. he's my hero. <laughs> I'm like, I fucking hate the he body. Saved Ventura. me once. <laughs> yeah, Morello was like, choking on a piece right. of chicken teriyaki, <laughs> and he gave me the Heimlich maneuver. <laughs> he is my hero. <laughs> but uh, Morello was born in '64 in Harlem. And um, his father was like a Kenyan diplomat. I thought that Zach De La Roca was one of the predators when I first <laughs> saw him with that hair. <laughs> <laughs> but um, sorry, go back. To yes, yeah, yeah. But uh, so Morello was born in '64 in Harlem, and his father was of Kenyan descent uh, because he was a Kenyan diplomat from Kenya. From Kenya. And he was part of this. Uh, Ma- I'm gonna mispronounce this, so sorry. Don't Mau Mau no. Revolt no. <laughs> in Kenya. But yeah, uh, his father was fighting to get the British out of Kenya. Makes sense, you know. And they uh, shouldn't be there. They shouldn't probably be there. <laughs> I'm gonna just go ahead and look around. And be like, yeah, you know, you don't belong. I just always think of that Eddie Izzard uh, bit where he's like, "Do you have a flag? <laughs> oh, no flag, no country. Those, <laughs> those, those are the rules that I just made up." <laughs> But, um, yeah, so then um, his mother actually is from Illinois, and she would travel to different countries and teach English in different countries. And Mm. eventually she got to Kenya and met the father. All right. Um, And then after discovering she – So, but um, Tom Morello is both white, or is his dad's a 
His, no, his dad's black. Uh, black? And oh, because he doesn't look black at all. Like, he kind of looks like he could be black, but he's just yeah. white-skinned. He kind of looks like uh, Keegan-Michael. Yeah, Keel, absolutely. Bit, yeah. But, like, lighter. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think his dad is, yeah, bl- all black, all I right. think. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. Rich, can you look that up? <laughs> Rich begrudgingly goes, sure, why not? <laughs> exactly what I want to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, so basically she gets pregnant. They fly back to the States. They have um, Tom in New York. And then the father <laughs> goes back to Kenya, and the mother moves to Libertyville, Illinois, back where she grew up. All right. So right outside of Chicago. And uh, she's a U.S. history teacher there. And I, was, I read that, and I was like, oh, she was a U.S. history teacher. I bet you Tom was at home going through her books like, this is why America sucks, <laughs> and this is why America sucks. Drawing mustaches on all the white settlers and presidents. <laughs> um, but cool little fact uh, is that he went to high school with Adam Jones of Tool. That is a cool little fact. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw later that he actually introduced Maynard to um, uh, Adam. All right. Yeah. Oh, there you go. That's pretty cool. Um, and, yeah, they actually had a band in high school called Electric Sheep. Mm. Oh, yeah. Sheeple. You think it's like that? I kind of got that feel, yeah, yeah. Um, and he was also a huge fan of Tony Iommi, which I thought was kind of cool. Oh, who isn't? But yeah, he took his mother's last name. I didn't think there was many Kenyans with the name Morello. <laughs> You're probably right about that. Um, so uh, yeah, I thought that was cool, Tony Iommi, because Tony Iommi is like the riff god kind of thing, and Morello kind of had that riffing kind of thing. Oh right? yeah, and. Uh, after high school, he enrolled and got into Harvard, and I saw that he got his BA in social studies. There you go. And I'm like, I'm like, I took social studies in third grade. Big deal, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you pull the map down. Yeah, I, I know social studies. Okay, <laughs> I wouldn't be doing this episode if I didn't. <laughs> I think he also worked at a, uh, a Renaissance fair when he was in his. Uh, Around that age. Is that right? Yeah, I think he said that in the Nerdist podcast I was listening to. Oh, that's fucking hilarious. Um, but after Harvard, he moves to L.A. and he becomes a male stripper initially. There you go. And his stripper name was Tom Meat Swinger Morello. What a original name. How would his mom ever have noticed? Like, you don't change your full name. <laughs> yeah. You just put... You got to figure that's before cell phones and shit like that. This is like the late 80s, I would assume. <laughs> so, yeah. Did he have hair or is he still bald? No, he had hair at one point. I was watching videos for uh, the band that he gets into. But first, um, he hangs up his stripper boots, and he gets a job with Democratic U.S. Senator Alan Cranston. <laughs> and, he, and he just kind of says, like, I, uh, I saw the inside of that operation. I hate politics, and I didn't want to get into him because of it. Like, okay, cool. I'm sure, like, it, it's probably pretty awful. And, mm-hmm. But I'm sure you also learned a, a couple tech uh, talk. But he didn't have to shake his dick in a thong. <laughs> That's so. a good point. Maybe get a little bit of uh, self-respect. You, know? <laughs> you fucking idiot. <laughs> and uh, after a while, he joins this band, Lock Up. And Lock Up is kind of like Faith No More meets, uh, I don't know, like Mother Love Bone or something like that. Yeah, it's like this weird... You know, remember like that early '90s, late '80s thing where everything is just like Faith No More wannabe. Yes, splashed colors yep. everywhere, kind of feel. Yeah, you know? you're wearing shorts and a long sleeve shirt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sneakers, yeah. high tops. Yeah, yep. <laughs> cut off jeans, shorts. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's just all that weird '90s stuff. 
And Morello's hair. Painter's hat or something weird. Yeah. I think Morello has got, like, long hair in this one or something. It just looks odd on him. And I'm pretty sure he's performing without a shirt on, too. And he's just, like, kind of, like, swinging his dick. <laughs> he's puffing. He's got, like, a patch of hair on his chest. It's like, mm, let me lick that patch. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, going to get rubbed off when he's playing the guitar that high, though. <laughs> Every night, he has somebody clean his chest hair off the guitar. <laughs> Sorry, I got my neck beard stuck this time. <laughs> Getting too high, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, so now we come to 91, and Lockup and Zach's band Inside Out have broken up at this point. And, uh... And again, this is like right when Public Enemy is like the the most popular mm-hmm. thing in America, uh, as far as rap goes. <laughs> I was going to say, not as far the most as rap popular goes. Yeah. thing in America. <laughs> right. Probably MC Hammer. Um, and again, all the other hip hop artists all had this like political thing about them. And except MC Hammer. Except MC Hammer, exactly. <laughs> right. And at the time of the breakup, um, Lockup's final drummer, the last one that they had, was this dude, John Knox, and he was a f- uh, close friend of Tim C. Mm-hmm. And I guess Zach, too. I guess they knew them from school or something. And he encouraged them to jam with Morello. He's like, oh, Morello's a good guy. I, like, you guys are trying to start something now. Why don't you talk to this dude? And, uh, you know, they hit it off. And then Morello contacts Brad Wilk because Brad Wilk tried out for lockup and <laughs> failed the audition. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, you're not doing anything. You want to join our band? <laughs> Do you want to just sit in for a minute? Okay. <laughs> one and two and three and four and one and two and three and four. Pots of pizza, pots of pizza, pots of pizza, pots of pizza. And then... Um, yeah, so they get the name Rage Against the Machine because it was originally supposed to be Inside Out's second album title. Oh, yeah. And it was the other guy in Inside Out who had a magazine, like a fanzine, and uh, he was the one that t- coined the term Rage Against the Machine. But originally he wanted it Rage Against the Zine. Is that what it was? No, I'm not. Oh. It fanzine. Oh. Come on. It's a puns, Mike. Uh, so they start jamming a little uh, – they start jamming in the – put together this like kind of interesting sound. I think Tom was really impressed at the fact that uh, Zach can freestyle. You know what I mean? And they uh, all kind of had this similar interest, punk, metal, uh, hip-hop. and Every type of music, basically, that was popular at the point. Yeah, yeah. And I like that they made it sound like it was like a sampled rap song. But, it but was they actually, made sure to let you know that it wasn't. wasn't. Yeah. On everything. Oh, we did this, by the way. We're yeah. not sampling. Yeah, exactly. Not that there's anything wrong with that. We just don't do that. <laughs> don't think we did it. Don't fucking say we did it, because we didn't fucking do it. So the group ends up playing their first show uh, at the quad of Cal State University uh, of Northridge. And it's a really cool performance. You can find it on YouTube. I'll put it in the show notes. And you can see the crowd slowly kind of getting into it a little bit because they don't know what they're listening and lo- to. And aren't a lot of the songs actually, like, basically the same songs that are on uh, the self-titled album? Uh, like, much. they start off being awesome. Yeah. Uh, Killing in the Name of is just used as the intro. Mm. So that... Mm-hmm. And then you see Zach, he's just getting himself pumped up to go on, like, dun, 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 dun. Oh, that is a pump-up fucking song. Yeah, it's it gets you. Uh, but he doesn't rap on it, and then you just go into – I forget what song it is. They go into another song right after, and the crowd starts getting bigger and bigger. It will be in the show notes. It's a cool show. Um, and they also release a, a demo just called Rage Against the Machine at this mm-hmm. time. And didn't have a – didn't they record a full album before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had like four extra songs? Mm-hmm. I call it their demo because it's like you know they oh, yeah. put it out themselves. But yeah, it's basically the first album. And – the jacket to the album is made up of newspaper clippings of the stock exchange, you know, and on each cover is a taped match, a single match 
Mountains to symbolize set wall, burn Wall Street. All right. And uh, the liner notes, this is the first time right from the beginning, they state no samples, no keyboards, <laughs> or synthesizers. Fucking don't say we did it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, <clears throat> you know, they start selling this uh, self-put-out album for $5 a tape. And sold about five thousand copies. Mm. So pretty, pretty good right off, right off the bat. Especially in the '90s when people are, you know, don't have as much trunk space as they do now. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And because they sell so many, they get the attention of several record labels. But they decide to sign with Sony because they had the most money. Because uh, they were promised the most complete commercial control. Mm. Um. So then I kind of, you know, yeah, who had the most money to offer them? (laughs) Because really it's a band about raging against machines, a band that rages against machines, signs with the machine to reach a broad audience to inform them about the machine that they need to (laughs) rage against. So the pants hold up the belt, but the belt holds the pants up. What the fuck's going on down there? It's basically what that is, a Mitch Hedberg joke. Rage Against the Machine. There you go. Because they could have did it the Greg Ginn way, and they were talented enough where they probably could have fucking did Absolutely. the thing. You know? Yeah, you would have definitely heard of them from that. It would have taken them a little bit longer. Yeah, but it, but it would have been, been more. Real, yeah. You know? Um, and they say... Basically, they couldn't get their message out to a large enough audience without signing to a major label. Which does make sense, too. Which makes sense. But I would I would say, like, if they had, like, a general message, it would be, like, social anarchy. Like, socialism meets anarchy. Because you said yourself, like, Tom Morello has that hat that says commie, but they're all about anarchist, like, ideals, too, right? Um, which is ba- basically they're preaching power to the people but they preach it top down through the mass media that they're raging against. It's like, I don't know. You got to start somewhere, I guess. You got to somehow get it rolling. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's a fair point, too. Um, But uh, Epic releases Rage Against the Machine, and the album becomes a huge success in 92, uh, mostly off the song Killing in the Name of. Mm -hmm. And I think it it got played somewhere by accident. I think it was English. Unedited. Unedited. Uh, Is that Fuck You, I Won't Do What You Tell Me? Yeah. Um, And the album has that... uh, Monk that's setting himself on fire to protest the treatment of uh, Buddhists. Badass. Yeah. Could you imagine that? That is... Every time I see that album, I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. Now that is a raging against the machine. Yeah. And, like, the message behind it for them using it, too, was... Uh, cool picture. <laughs> Someone's getting hurt. Well, like, you know, the Buddhists in that region were being treated very poorly, <laughs> and uh, the U.S. backed the government that was treating them that way. So, um, So the... Couple songs on there were uh, "Bullet in the Head." I oh, love that song. I love that song, but their message again—the message of the song is like, "Don't listen to the mass media." You know? And yeah. Just yeah. Like, you're, but you're on the mass media, dude. What <laughs> but are you you're doing? probably hearing this song on MTV or something. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, bomb track. It's a good one. Uh, freedom. Mm-hmm. That's a fucking amazing yeah. song. That scream. That. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, know Your Enemy. Mm-hmm. And that's with Maynard and... Township Rebellion, like I was saying, I think. Wait, no. Freedom. Mm-mm, go for it. Whatever the fuck that song. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Maynard's on uh, Know Your Enemy, and Stephen Perkins of Jane's Addiction played trash cans on it. <laughs> oh, God. I didn't even know there was trash cans in there. Yeah. Um, that's, and- a, that's a cowbell-heavy uh, album. There's a couple of cowbells in that album. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Bam! <laughs> no, I'm not going to do the Christopher Walken thing. <laughs> But, uh, Sam. Yeah. That was like Emerald. That was yeah. Like I don't know who the fuck oh, that wow. was. Bam! <laughs> Bam! Yeah. 
<laughs> Try to sell you a rap album. <laughs> 93. Uh, so 93, the band. Wake Up. Is, uh, oh, yeah, and Wake Up, too, yeah, which was on the Matrix album. Mm-hmm. This one flies away at the end. Yeah. Wake Up. Uh, so 93, the bill. Ah. The band is billed to play Lollapalooza, but they decided to protest the parental warning stickers, and they stand on stage naked uh, with their mouths covered with duct tape, and their bodies were painted with the organization's abbreviation, which was uh, PMRC. That is confusing. If I saw that, I'd be like, what the fuck? fuck am I, I don't know what that it? means. I don't care. Just play the goddamn music. Yeah, and instead of performing, the band just allows the instruments to feed back for 14 oh, minutes. Oh, God. That's so That's annoying. Yeah. I don't like that. I think um, if I were there, I would never listen to the band ever again. That after might that. turn yeah. me off. Yeah, because that's, I mean. And also, what an easy target. The parental warning yeah, sticker. Yeah, who cares? That's cool. Yeah, that's who you cares? What you want. That makes yeah. me want to buy your album. Yeah, that's why I'm like. Clever marketing, guys. Very clever. <laughs> yeah. It just seems that way to me. I don't Let know. And it's funny because right after that, they tour with Suicidal Tendencies. And Suicidal Tendencies... Suicidal. Suicidal. To, uh, to the title. Are always pumping Pepsi. And didn't they work for Pepsi? <laughs> I guess so. What wanted was a Pepsi. Pepsi. One Pepsi. Uh, give it to me. But Psycho Mike, the lead singer of uh, Suicidal, uh, has a band called Infectious Grooves. Mm-hmm. And Infectious Grooves has a diss track to uh, Rage Against the Machine. Oh, really? And it's called something like, um, fuck you, you do what I tell you. <laughs> and, yeah, it just basically points out the fact, like, yeah, you guys are on fucking Epic, dude. Like, what are you talking about? That's like, funny. who are you raging against, machines? What machines are you raging against? Uh, sorry. <laughs> but, um, sorry, dyslexia. I need cure for. <laughs> <laughs> for cure, I need. Uh, 90 f- so now we're in 94, and there are rumors circulating that the band is about to break up. Yeah, they've been uh, circulating like that this early. You know that the shit's going to hit the fan soon. Yeah, this is like two years after their first (laughs) album. album. Um, And I I saw an interview where someone from the label said that the band at one point had a 10-hour meeting. (laughs) And then they all decided to carry on after that. I think they were fighting about T-shirts. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty rough. But uh, they re-record the song. They did have cool T-shirts, though. (laughs) They did have really cool gear and stuff. It looked cool. Yeah. Uh, they re-recorded the song uh, "Darkness" from their demo album thing. Oh, they, that's on the Crow soundtrack. And, yeah, right? for, I love and that they did song. that for the Crow. And then they also record uh, the song "Year of the Boomerang." Oh yeah, that's off of uh, which ends up on Evil yeah. Empire. But they originally uh, recorded for the Higher Learning soundtrack in '95. Because mm. um, you know, like the only way to fight the machine is to get on soundtracks. <laughs> yeah, get in the movie machine. Mm-hmm. And everything that we know about the movie machine, those gears are kind of like sludgy and sticky and gross. Like, I don't know, man. I don't, know. I don't see how you support. That's me. not their fault, though. I don't. Uh, I don't follow. What do you mean? The music, you know, they're probably just their band. Their um, their label is probably getting them on this shit. They're not probably like, oh, we want to be on that soundtrack. They're probably not doing that. Right, but then they didn't. I thought they had full commercial control of their music. Well, yeah, they're also uh, on the soundtrack. Who gives a fuck? Because was the movie about participating in the machine that you claim to rage against? (sighs) You got to break some eggs, Mike. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess (laughs) you're right. I'll edit that together so it sounds cool. (laughs) (laughs) Great. So uh, edit the (laughs) scream over that so it sounds cool. (laughs) Exactly. So 95, Rage starts recording uh, their follow-up album. And the band sent a uh, free seven-inch record to everyone who signed up for the fan club. 
Um, and this also doubled as an apology for those who had received nothing from the fan club <laughs> to this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was basically like a plain cardboard colored uh, yeah, fold out. They go years in between albums. Yeah, yeah. So they're, they're kind of like uh, like the brother band of Tool. That's the right. way I see them. Like they came up in L.A. at the perfect time, doing the perfect sound. Yeah, Rage Against the Machine and Tool are two of the coolest sounding names for a band. You know. Um, yeah, so I, I, I just thought... Yeah, so is that like fighting, you think, in between those songs, uh, that, those so. albums? I just... think so. I think my, the way I look at it is uh, Tom Morello is, like I said, the business guy and kind of like, yeah, well, you know, maybe we should be on this soundtrack and whatever. Yeah, yeah. And Zach's kind of like, no, that's kind of anti our message. Like, see, I told you this thing wasn't going to work, you idiot, you know? <laughs> I feel like Zach is kind of like, no, I'm, I'm trying to be political and real this time. Yeah, yeah but, it does seem like that. You know? Um, and because he kind of dropped off, whereas Tom Morello just will do anything for you know, like oh yeah, I'll be on that. Don't do this. Yeah, yeah exactly. you want me to be in Maid? Yeah, I'll be that. Yeah. So yeah, it kind of makes yeah. And Zach kind of is just like what you're saying. going to Mexico and and actually with the organization that he's with Zapatistas. Zapatistas. But I saw this thing about Zach was apparently running guns for them. I couldn't fucking find anything about it. I remember a few people told me that. Oh uh, yeah, I've never heard that. And, uh, yeah, I think they got He's kind it. of a high-profile guy to get to run guns. Though. I always thought that, too. I was like, like, even looks at, like, you look at him, you're like, look at those dreads. Automatically, you're going to suspect something, like, if you're, yeah. what do you, you know, mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. you're a cop looking for people <laughs> yeah. smuggling guns. Hello, fellow. Oh, six-inch dreadlocks. That should be fine. I'm not going to check that, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I couldn't find anything on it. But um, the band uh, releases... Uh, Evil Empire in 96. Oh, it's so good. It is really, really good. And the name uh, they got because Reagan dubbed the USSR as the Evil Empire. Empire. And uh, the band just felt the title aptly fit was a a good fit for America. You know what I mean? I'll give it. I'll give it to them. I I could give it to them, but then, like, I couldn't help but think, like, I get your shtick is politics and stuff. But are you implying that Russia isn't evil? Um, not, no, I doubt they're using it that way. I think they're just using it as an, another, like, oh, look, uh, we're just going to use um, this thing and turn it to this. Right. But then why, why in the music? Just flip the, flip the Why meaning. in the music video would Tim C wear that CCCP t-shirt? Because they're fucking probably got it for free. <laughs> he doesn't know. So it's so again, wait. I, he's it's not a tattoo. It's actually on him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he could take it off. Oh shit, that's pretty good. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. Um, but yeah, so the first single off the album is "People of the Sun," and that a fucking great song. Yeah, that's a really a great album. Song. Uh, great beginning. Uh, Bulls on Parade. Oh. Which is featured That's the in, first one I heard, and I just fell in love. It's also featured in uh, Guitar Hero 3. <laughs> there you need, go again. Because <laughs> we need to teach kids uh, playing fake plastic guitars about the evils of America. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't find out how evil America was if it wasn't They, I'm Hero. sure, didn't have a say in that. Uh, they have the song uh, Vietnam. Mm-hmm. That song's fucking amazing. That, nah, fuck it. Turn it off. While they're promoting fear on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
Fear is your only God. Just don't do what they tell you. Do what we tell you. <laughs> yeah, I do feel that a lot of times with political bands. They kind of do mm-hmm. that. Don't listen to them. Listen to us. <laughs> tell you about them. You can trust us. We, we, <laughs> yeah. we work for Epic. <laughs> so this... Uh, the song Bulls on Parade, uh, they performed on Saturday Night Live. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Steve Forbes was the host. Yeah, Steve Forbes was the host, and they didn't get to play the second song on the show, which is like a big deal because oh, every yeah. band gets two songs. Yeah, I and remember that. it was because they were trying to play uh, play with inverted American flags <laughs> on their amplifiers and didn't get to play. I'm like, again, uh, seems like a publicity stunt to me. Almost, yeah. You know, because obviously they're not going to air that. And Steve Forbes. I wonder if they were at, at the end, standing when they're uh, doing the thanks and the clapping, mm-hmm. and the music plays. I, I wonder if they were, were standing there waving like. Hey. I don't know if they were. <laughs> I doubt it. Yeah, but uh, they. What's it called? Um, I mean, it's just weird to me. Like you're going to book Steve Forbes and Rage Against the Machine on the same. Bill? Yeah. Like, come on. That's. Come on, that just seems so obvious, you know. Kind of genius. Yeah, it, it is genius. Don't get me wrong. Like. But, I mean, all right, good for them. But uh, 97, uh, the band opens for U2 on their Pop Mart tour. That is a weird. Yeah, Pop Mart, which they sold, like, exclusively in Kmarts and stuff. Yep. And it was about, yeah, that's a little weird. That's a little weird. And uh, But, Rage, but they wanted the exposure. But Rage actually donated all their profits well, there you go. Uh, to the uh, Women Alive and the Dep- Zapatista f- Front. Uh, nice. So, yeah, so at least they donated the, uh, t- uh, to the right cause. See, so that's why I feel like they do a lot of times is, you know, get in there and, yeah, play the rule a little bit so mm-hmm. you can uh, support your own shit. <laughs> yeah, I would agree Give with that. money to what they yeah. want, you know. So at least at least they're, yeah. At least they're doing that. Uh, yeah, okay. I, I can give that to Rage. Uh, 98, they, uh, uh, this is where they released No Shelter for the Godzilla <laughs> thing. Again, Matthew Broderick is dressed like Che Guevara in that <laughs> movie, I believe. He is. Yeah. Uh, 99, Rage plays uh, Woodstock, man. Oh, God. They, uh, I wonder, I, uh, yeah, that's... I don't even remember their performance. I didn't have time to look at their. Yeah, me neither. I yeah. want to know if they said anything or had any views about it. We should probably. I'm want, sure. I'm sure. Uh, pause it and then watch it real quick. <laughs> 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 no, but um, yeah, that's kind of funny that they're playing that because like the water bottles were like ten dollars mm-hmm. and like it was the most capitalistic thing. Of- yep. That happened in the 90s. Yeah, that's why I'm like, I don't. I, okay, so it gets a little bit weirder too because then they released Battle of Los Angeles. And it's supposed to signify, like, the battle with the movie industry. Is that what it is? Yeah, I read that. I I mean, it, sometimes they, it sounds like they just say things just because, you know... Because the Battle of Los Angeles was that um, UFO, thing. UFO thing in, like, yeah. the 50s or something. Yeah, where they... Uh, there was that picture taken and all the military are yeah. shining their spotlight on what seems to be a UFO. So, I don't get... Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't know what the tie-in with that is, but that that album's all right. It's not as good as their previous two. Yeah, but um, some great. Uh, Sleep now in the fire is a good song. That one's all right. That uh, one I never testify. cared about. Yeah, that one I didn't care about. Girl yeah. Radio is all right. And then uh, with uh, I guess it's the Sleep Now in the Fire video. That's the one where they shut down Wall Street. Wall Street. Didn't they also say they'd never record like fake video of them playing? That was like a thing. Like they'd only allow uh, live footage. I think like I they would fake. Yeah, a thing. But in the Sleeping on the Fire video, they're wearing tuxedos or they're wearing suits and like smiling. Like Zach De La Roca's like yeah. hamming it up, looking like a politician, like smiling, singing the lyrics. Yeah, I think that I think they're playing like fake game show hosts. Yeah, on and they're playing who wants like to be that. filthy rich yeah. or something like that. But like they're wearing that kind of. So it's it's and the video is like 
Like, all right, guys, you shut down Wall Street for a day. Like, I get it. <laughs> yeah, like, Michael Moore directed it. Yeah, Michael Moore's probably just like, nah, get up there. Go, go, oh, do my biddings. I got to go to craft service table and <laughs> eat everything on it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they shut down Wall Street for a day. Uh, yeah, it's directed by Michael Moore. And um, the Testify video comes out in 2000. And the music video depicts Al Gore and W as the same candidate. All right. Right, so I, I don't remember. It's like one. It's like one. It's a picture of like George W. Bush, and then it splits, and it's Al Gore, and it's very suggestive that it doesn't yeah. matter who you vote for. Yeah, I get that. Um, and then the band plays a show across the street from the Staples Center to protest the DNC. So that's the uh, Democratic National Convention, um, and. The group is basically antagonizing the cops and saying, you know, fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. Yeah, yeah. It's all this fuck you America talk. And the crowd's getting – they get the crowd riled up, and the crowd starts throwing bottles and shit at the cops. And guess what happens? The cops come in with the stormtrooper stuff, start shooting rubber bullets. But they wanted, basically, what, what they, they wanted. wanted to happen. And I'm like, okay, cool. They started, like, a little bit of riot. Um, and this – Okay, so two things here. So basically, it's in my opinion, this is a major thing that made people not vote. And because people didn't vote in that election... I don't think that had to do with George it. George W. Bush got elected. I think it was uh, mostly just... Um, it was the worst voter turnout, I believe. Because I think that's whatever. also what they were saying Like in that video. It's the same fucking person. Who cares? It's like South Park. I don't want a douche or a fucking turd sandwich. Fair. I, who gives a shit? The that's second how I feel. The second thing I, w- I was thinking is as the riots are happening, I'm watching this and I'm going, where the fuck is Rage Against the Machine? Wait what? Oh, uh, during the riots, yeah, they run around. Yeah, where? Yeah, where are they? Oh, oh I'm sure that yeah, the they're back in their them. fucking trailer. Yeah. So uh, it's just like Brad Wilk, Brad Wilk, and the rest of the guys in the back. Brad, Brad Wilk, I picture just stuffing pierogi after pierogi <laughs> in his face. <laughs> that went good. Yeah. Like, no, it did. You dumb Polak. <laughs> that didn't do anything. I like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, all their fans outside are getting their asses kicked by the fucking stormtroopers. Like, this pierogi's cold in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, t- stop. <laughs> stop. There's people dying maybe outside right now. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, you ensue this riot, but you're not there when these people are getting their shit beat up. I don't yeah. know. I think that's kind of fucked up. Yeah, no, they should have definitely gotten a couple of uh, bats to the head to show that they were <laughs> in solidarity with mm-hmm. the crowd, right? Um, and then, uh, of course, the band does this uh, uh, This riot happens, and then they break up before the Bush election. Yeah, they like uh, that's why I felt like when we needed them the most, 9 11, they that were stuff. gone. They were gone. And you're like, yeah. come on, this is right when we fucking need you to be. It's like you spent the 90s raging out against Democrats. Yeah. Now George Bush is the president. And because, you're out of here. Yeah, now you're gone. Like when, when everybody could have used. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, it is fucking weird. And then uh, basically, Zach. Basically, almost disappears into underground obscurity. But um, did what came out? Did uh, that cover album? Yeah, the cover Renegades. Come Renegades out, come right? out and 2000. then they broke up, or did they break up and I, then? I think came they out. broke up and then that came out. And then that came out. Yeah, and then All that right. came out. Yeah, because yeah, the video is also like yeah, didn't have them in it. Yeah, and then um, like I said, yeah, Zach is like in the underground trying to just be an artist guy, mm. and then the rest of the band joins Butt Rock Audio Slave. But you got to also. Remember when uh, Tim C rushed the stage at the MTV Music Awards because oh, Limp Bizkit yeah. won the award? Yeah. So he went and uh, climbed the stage and everything. That also kind of added to Zach wanting to quit. Yeah, because he was embarrassed he by was that. Because he's like, "What the fuck?" And the best Skid Rock afterwards, after they were talking about it, he's like, "What are we raging for? <laughs> what are we raging against?" <laughs> yeah. 
And I thought that was kind of funny. Cause, that's fucking hilarious. Because Limp Bizkit won. That's now your biggest fucking concern. Yeah. Let me cause a ruckus at MTV because we didn't win an award. Yeah. That is a bitch move. But, yeah, I would agree with that. And then, of course, they try to crash the RNC Republican National Convention in 2007. But Obama was kind of going to win no matter what. Yeah, it seems yeah. like, you know. And uh, they aren't allowed to play across the street from the RNC because, you know, riots. <laughs> like <laughs> happened earlier. Right. And the crowd is chanting free speech because Rage can't play. And I'm like, all right, well, yeah, shit happens. And then the band. Because they just keep playing random shows. Yeah. And then they start playing random shows in 08 after Obama is elected. And uh, and now we have uh, Prophets of Rage with Ch- what is it? Chuck, Chuck D. Chuck D and Be Real. Yeah. B and D. Uh, that was funny because before, like, they were, like, Rage like, mm-hmm. on the internet. There was all a silhouette, and it looked like Rage was getting back together, but there was five people, and you're like, what the fuck, five? Yeah. What's this about? And then you see that it's Prophets <laughs> of Rage, and you're like, oh, it's not anything to give a fuck It's about. like when you're playing a video game, and you think you unlock the cool character, but you're like, <laughs> oh, man, I got the wrong character. I got Chuck D and <laughs> Be Real. <laughs> I was going to unlock Zach this Chuck round. Chuck D makes sense. Be Real, just talking about weed. Like, what the yeah. fuck is he bringing? <laughs> and then you got the big bam. Well, so they can do Kill a Man. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's the only reason. Yeah. Uh, and I guess the big question for so the they... end of the story is, are Rage getting back together? Um, it doesn't seem that way. No, I doubt they are. It's they got their money from it. All they need, uh, any new music. Yeah, I wouldn't care. Yeah, I wouldn't care either. I'm sure it wouldn't be interesting. Uh, do we need them most now again? Yeah, of course mm-hmm. we need you guys. But why would you? So overall, um, like I don't, I don't get why they aren't marketing more on this. So it must be Zach De La Roca that actually has the real. I was just about to ask of, you. Uh, feelings for the band because everyone else is like, yeah, so Prophets of Rage, yep, let's do it. Yep, yep, yep. I totally agree all, with you. Audio Slave, okay, let's do it. Yep, totally agree with you. Uh, yeah, Zach just, it's, it seems like Zach's a little bit more aware of the fact of how hypocritical a lot of the band is yeah. to be on a major label, all this stuff. And you could tell he went underground, you know. Um, so with the story all wrapped up and everything, who plays who in the movie? All right. We got Jason Statham playing Tom Morello. Ooh. Yeah, I got uh, Keegan-Michael Key. <laughs> oh, that's a good Key one. Key playing uh, Tom Morello. Uh, for Zach De La Roca, I'm going to get the Predator, the guy who played Predator. Uh, Zach De La Roca, I have Gary Oldman in True Romance, <laughs> where he's got the, the like white dead eye, and he's got that like dreadlocks and everything. James Franco? He always says that. Oh, yeah, he does always say that. Jonah Hill. <laughs> Jonah Hill. <laughs> Tim C., I have Dolph Lundgren or Josh Harnett. <laughs> oh, Harnett, yeah, he's very boring. Yeah. That could be good. Harnett. They, they like, take a black Sharpie marker and color and a T-shirt on him. <laughs> he, he gets that uh, thing, the Tin Man, he dies from the same thing. <laughs> the Tin Man got, or that gold girl from Bond. Oh, that's funny. And then uh, Brad Wilk, I have Freddie Rodriguez. All right. We need something more boring, like just any kind of background actor, like I said, <laughs> for any boring nothing. Maybe John Leguizamo. Um, he's too entertaining. But, um, yeah, I guess that wraps up the show for us. And, um, yeah, um, thank you, everybody, for listening. All of which are American dreams. All of which are American dreams. <laughs> All right. Well, that was a fun episode, huh? 
Thank you again, everybody, for listening. Uh, you can check out the show notes for this episode at ValuableRadio.com. We have other episodes up there as well. Please subscribe to us on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Google Play. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Valuable Radio. And if you have any suggestions or corrections you'd like to make to any of these episodes, please reach out to us at ValuableRadioPodcast at gmail.com. 